This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Today, we will be listening to the conclusion of a Heavenly Authority sermon, where Pastor Greg Scalzo preached on the Church being one in the mind of Christ. Through the Holy Spirit, we have the mind of Christ. Through the Holy Spirit, we have knowledge. We have understanding. The Bible is opened up to us. We see Jesus Christ. So then if there is a disagreement in teaching among believers that divides, if you have a believer that doesn't believe the Bible is the only word of God, the only canon, but they add, they substitute other writings, there's a problem. How are you going to get to be one? That person might really love Jesus Christ, but they're not holding the Word of God as the only measuring. Canon means measuring stick. As the only measuring stick, there's a problem. If you have a believer who's not interpreting to see Jesus clearly, but rather to honor the traditions, the traditions or some past church leader, I am of so-and-so, and that then supersedes seeing Jesus, you have a problem. It's very difficult to become one in the mind of Christ. And most importantly, from what we just studied, if the true gifts and leading of the Holy Spirit are believed not to be for today, you have a problem, a very bad problem to start, because it's the Holy Spirit that will take from what is Jesus and make it known to us, give us the true revelation. So you have a roadblock to finding the mind of Christ by some who really love him, who really care for him, but they've closed out that area. That is not for today. So how does the Spirit of God reveal to us? How do we pray? How do we get leading? How do we get guidance? But if we do it right, and I believe in the last days, especially when persecutions come and a lot of the pettiness falls away, the church will do it right. The bride will be prepared. It is the written word through the living word in the Holy Spirit of truth. And every issue that divides can be solved. There is only one truth, something we should understand. There is only one truth. Jesus has one mind. He has one will. For example, as we just discussed, either the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for today or they're not. I believe the gifts are for today. And you have all these issues of free will versus predestination, grace, deeds, communion, baptism, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, healings, tongues, eschatology, last day events, when does the rapture happen, church structure, Bible translations. There are all so many issues. Go into a Christian bookstore and start talking and maintain bearing with one another in love, maintain the unity of the Spirit. One of the ways to do it is just to avoid all these issues, right? There is only one truth. But also we have to understand that if we want the truth, we have to understand that the truth has depth to it. It's three-dimensional. Jesus is not flat. A lot of times we have parroted declarations we memorize. We learn this and we say it. And what we're saying can be true, 
but it's flat. It's, it's dull to the ear, the tone. It's not the fullness of this measure of Christ. The fullness of the measure of Christ, the maturity in Christ, sometimes has dimensions to it. For example, while the gifts of God can be for today, there can be tremendous abuses, and we've seen this. And that's what makes the others go cringe and not even want to hear about the gifts of spirit because they're not treated as sacred. They're not treated as holy. They're not treated as something very special. You're touching the throne of God. Be very careful. Our God is a consuming fire. So if you just have a memorized, parroted answer, the gifts of God are for today, and don't see the fullness of the truth of God, yeah, they're for today, and this is a sacred, holy thing, and you don't play a game with God. We have to be responsible that we truly find the mind of Christ. Because I don't want someone to know my mind. I want them to know the mind of Christ. And too many times in Pentecostal circles, we want to let people know our mind. So there's a depth to truth. That's just one issue. And I, that's a big one that divides born-again believers. But in all the different issues that come up, there is one mind of the Lord. But we need to see the depth, the three-dimensional aspect of that truth. You will see sometimes a Bible teacher will take part of the truth of the Scripture, and they're right, and they stay just there, and zoom, they're off in that area. And it can be good for a time. They can write a book. People can rejoice, but it's not the fullness of the truth. You know, optimism. Should we be optimistic and joyous in the Lord? Of course, the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? But when they were optimistic in Israel... And they were in their sins, and all the false prophets are saying, nothing's going to happen, everything's good and everything's great. Jeremiah and the rest are crying, they're lamenting. So you can turn to Jeremiah and say, what are you lamenting about? You know, we're supposed to be joyous in the Lord. Well, there was something to lament about. They were about to fall to the Babylonians. There is a fullness to the truth. We should be joyous in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. But if we sin, woe to us, be careful, God cannot be mocked. Sometimes there is a lamenting message. Sometimes there's a time to weep. Sometimes there is a time to mourn. So a Bible teacher can get one aspect of the truth, which is valid and good, and then zoom, go off to that. So if you walk into that church, you never can say anything. Jeremiah could walk in and give a prophecy, and nobody would listen to him. To say, I'm going to give you into the enemy's hands because of the sin of your nation, because he's given a negative message. Truth has depth to it. Sometimes ministers need to emphasize a given area, just as the epistle writers. You have a letter of Paul to Corinth. He's dealing with certain issues. You have a letter of Peter. He's dealing with certain issues. Different aspects they need to explain. Now, go write a paragraph. And as you write a paragraph in a letter, try to, in your mind, cover every Every way what you're saying can be twisted. What you're saying is correct and right and applied properly. But you know, people can take what you say and go off on a tangent. Try to put in like a lawyer every clause to say, now, I don't mean this and I don't mean that. I'm not saying this. After a while, you lose the impact, right? If you get a long legal document, you don't know what it means. So when they're writing the letters, what they're saying is totally true. But it's all too easy for the person here to, just like in a sermon, 
If a sermon is being preached on one area and you're emphasizing one important point of the truth, someone can take it and go off, zoom, into a different area and take it to a point you never meant it to go to because the truth is not flat. It's not two-dimensional. It has depth to it. So another key point to this is understanding there is one truth of God, but it's a full truth. It's a three-dimensional truth. It's not a flat, dull-sounding, well, you know, joy of the Lord is my strength, so I can never mourn or weep for the sins of my nation. When sincere believers desiring to know the fullness of the Lord have the word, the canon, and the spirit, the true Holy Spirit walking together, there is power, there are answers. The spirit and the word must walk hand in hand. We receive true understanding, true revelation, and I believe that that is the foundation for true biblical unity of the saints. I'm going to close with two scriptures. These two scriptures speak about motivation. We saw one of the motivations, important motivation, bearing with one another in love. These two scriptures speak about our attitude if we want to come to the full knowledge of the truth. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, the fullness of the measure, the age, the stature of Christ. Full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. By reason of use, reading the word of God, through the key, the living word, Jesus Christ, in the Holy Spirit of truth, and doing it over and over and over again. By reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Dedication. Ask. Seek. Knock. And keep at it. You know, somebody can pick up the Bible and read and say, well, you know, I read that and I have this opinion about it. And they feel that's, that's it. I've said it. I've, I read it and that's it. No, by reason of use, dedication, ask, seek, knock, we have our senses exercised. We exercise our senses, our spiritual senses to discern both good and evil, to come to knowledge. Mature, desiring righteousness, hungering and thirsting, the solid food of righteousness. Then, with that attitude, we can know good from evil. And the last scripture, very much like it, Romans chapter 12 and verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do we know the mind of Christ? How do we have that perfect will of God? There has to be an active servant mentality. Offer yourselves, present yourselves a living sacrifice. This is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to the thinking of this world, the template for your mind, 
What you overlay on your mind that you want to become, the goal should not be how the world thinks. With all its ideas and all its teachings, you have to take that, pull that away, throw it away. The template has to be the mind of Christ, God's thinking, that he can change our minds. If he can't change our minds, how can we receive the mind of Christ? How can we know his goodwill? We have to let him renew us change our thinking, and if we offer ourselves with a servant mentality, and we say, Jesus, take away what's wrong, you are the template, put in what's right, then we will know what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. These things are necessary for effectual unity to be not only one in the spirit of Jesus, in the heart of loving Jesus, but in the mind of Jesus, to the fullness of the perfect man. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your scriptures. Lord Jesus, we know that when you prayed at the Last Supper, that we would be as one, that this, to you, is an important topic. It's an important matter that your church be brought back, that all that divergence that's happened, that which is weeds would be taken out, and that which is wheat would be gathered together into the barn. Lord, as we come toward the last days, we pray that you would do a mighty work among those who sincerely believe in you, Lord. That you would make them one in your mind. That they would love you in their hearts and speak with one voice, with your mind, you as the head, and each of us part of your body, receiving from your Holy Spirit. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Join Pastor Greg on the web for serious Bible study. The address is www.shiarjashub.org. And may the Lord bless you as you serve him.